It's a bubble. Uh, he is Mike Bonner. I am Montana Samuels, and this is going to be a bit more subdued of an intro this week, a bit heavier of a topic than usual. Um, XXX Tentacion, the 20-year-old Florida rapper, was murdered last week in an attempted robbery in Deerfield Beach, Florida, a suburb outside of Miami. Uh, the rapper was known equally for his rowdy blend of hip-hop and punk sounds and also his tra- troubling past of violence towards women, specifically charges of aggravated battery of a pregnant woman, domestic battery by strangulation, false imprisonment, and witness tampering. On the music side, the cult fan base and social media attention in the wake of his killing played no small role in his song Sad, moving up 51 spots on the Billboard Hot 100 to number one this week which is the first posthumous rec- number one record since the notorious B.I.G.'s More Money, More Problems, which is pretty crazy. Um, the interesting thing to me was the polarization that happened on social media. Um, it rose to Trumpian levels shortly after news broke. Um, and this is the po- point that I found uh, most interesting. Um, Within, I remember I was driving to dinner uh, with my girlfriend, Hannah, and this was around 40 minutes after news broke that he was announced dead at the hospital, and I I just shouted in the car. I was like, this only happened 40 minutes ago. How have I already exhausted all of my mental capacity to take in what Twitter was saying about this? So I kind of wanted the tagline, I sort of thought of for this podcast was is social media more divisive or unifying because after that after the murder was announced in his death you saw people certainly unifying but it was on two extreme sides of the issue it it was a bit of uh hyper fandom people who were ignoring the issues he had in his past altogether. But it was also people just outwardly dancing on the grave of a 20-year-old who was murdered less than an hour prior. And I wanted to know what you thought about that notion specifically, Mike, of the divisiveness or the unifying tendencies of uh, our favorite and sometimes least favorite social media website. So I had never heard of this rapper before this happened. Uh, I still have not. I, I had not heard. Sad. Had you heard that? You hadn't heard the record. I, still I was curious because no. it yeah. got some radio play. Um, and I'm not a huge radio guy since I walked to work. Sure. So that's uh, one of the reasons. I think that's what social media is now. Is yeah. uh, it's not a place, especially Twitter, with now 280 characters. It's just not a place where you can have long conversations and. Right. I would I would ask the one thing that popped in my head when you were speaking was so he is shot and then he is pronounced dead why are you inclined to go to Twitter why do you care what Twitter says well that's where news breaks now right no I and I that, so you have that sure but you're talking about the reaction why do you care about reaction so, so I think, that would be my question not necessarily the news I don't sure, understand that sure but so you have that news and where we suddenly I feel like any news happens and not even just this but uh, I, I think a lot of entertainment mm-hmm. specifically whether it's uh, here or um, in something less you know heavy a big shot sure or something you know sure. a goal or a, a basketball shot yeah. 
what is, oh, what's Twitter saying? Or, so, not, or even, a, uh, a, you know, J.R. Smith forgets sure, how many times. Sure, sure. What is Twitter saying? Why do we care what Twitter's saying? Positive so, or negative, or heavy or lighthearted? I, I think more, well, there's, there's two facets to this, right? As someone who's written about hip-hop in the past and sort of dabbles in the culture writing side of things, part of my journalistic side immediately goes to it because I want to know how people are reacting because through that you can gauge the public level of interest and the public importance of this figure. I also think additionally when you especially as journalists we sort of cultivate like this Twitter it's it's not a slant but it's like the followers the people you follow sort of create this strange bubble, right? So for me, my enti- because I'm, I follow like hip-hop Twitter, much like there's NBA Twitter, there's baseball Twitter, whatever, that's the entirety of the timeline. So keep in mind, as this news, news broke that he was shot at like, I think it was, I think he was pronounced dead at 5.30. So before, when news broke, I was just refreshing to see like what would happen. Mm-hmm. Because though this is someone whose music I... I chose not to engage with because of some of the other things I couldn't get past. He is still an influential figure in music. So I was just searching for updates on his condition. What well, com- and he's a human being. And he's a human being, sure. What comes along with that is all of the takes, right? So to get to the CNN report or the Miami New Times report of the details of the actual incident comes the sp- just people spewing whatever their take is about a human life. So I, th- I think t- to sort of answer your question, it, it just depends on what you're looking for, right? Some people want to engage in the reaction because, well, I don't know. I think even in this case, they like find it fun to engage in like this type of banter. There's people who, but troll. yeah, you, you were you, you. So your reaction is, you said you're driving in the car and you 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 couldn't. What I just the, couldn't even I couldn't even follow it anymore. It was too much. It, it, but why did you want to follow it? Is what I'm saying. The reaction. I wanted to know what was going to happen. So I, in terms of him, was was he like was he going to be okay? Sure, but aren't these different avenues of like you said CNN and Miami Herald are? Why not just refresh those then? Sure. To to mute out those voices because in my perspective. I don't think either the 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 takes on Twitter mm-hmm. to me, and I don't know much about it, but they're not surprising. No, they're not surprising. So I feel like sometimes we go to Twitter to we know what we're getting, sure. and, and we have this anger that we have, or this and you know, again you flip it. J.R. Smith doesn't know the the clock, right? And we all go like, oh, what is the funny joke someone's going to say, sure. or the funny meme that's going to be created? So we're looking for that in this situation. I feel like you probably went to Twitter thinking you're going to see these, maybe hoping you don't see the, right. the polarization. It's, exactly. But you still went there, and then you're upset of what you kind of expected. I yeah, I think it's sort of – so within that – Where I would argue just just share your thoughts with, your th- with yourself, share your thoughts with Hannah, and that's sure. much more valuable and, and than certainly, some – I agree with that. I, I think a part of that too is – you know, I want to see like what, uh, like music. Thi- so there, there's two sides of Twitter, right? There's like the hyper polarized sides, but then there's like sort of the thinkers, like 
there, there's like music writers in this instant, right? I wanted to see what Craig Jenkins was saying, if David Turner was going to say anything, if John Caramonica was going to say anything. Now, Craig Jenkins, just of New York Magazine, literally just said, yeah, I'm logging off. He, which, to your point, he literally just That's, tuned yeah. out. He was over it. Which, I, at a certain point, I also had to remove myself as well. And I think, and definitely since that day, I have not checked xxx tentacion's twitter like mentions or his the use of his name or something like that but it was this case in particular was so interesting to me because and look at the climate of what's going on right now everything is so divisive and so extreme and really truly impactful right this was just another instance of people only seeing their hyper polarized side. And like you said, that probably has something to do with characters. You can't add a lot of nuance or context and whatever it is, 280 characters now. But it was it was just so strange to see not only uh, individuals or realistically like Twitter bots participating in the conversation, but then you had the Providence Journal created a, a they used an ap article and tweeted it out i i saw on our website we cited we used an ap article to include it on our website and i had never i these are two publications that i'm familiar with that rarely if ever cover anything related to hip-hop and it just seemed like the story was so big and the figure so attention grabbing and like numbers driving that everyone decided this is a conversation we're now going to participate in. And there was like no middle ground to be had. Well, I think that's a different story is why, you know, standard times would have a story or why, uh, you know, the province journal would have, because I think it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how many standard times readers, even subscribers. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know who he was. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know you didn't know who that was, and your dog is quite literally named after him. Yeah, rapper. that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, so I, I wonder if I yeah I think it's just something where you said there's a lot of conversation on social media about it, so yeah. news is going to follow. But as you said, it was all AP stories. It wasn't like someone was covering it uh, from the paper or sure. something. Sure, but I just I mean, there's AP. I stories was surprised about at how Kendrick Lamar Pulitzer. As yeah, well. I was surprised at how much. Yeah, you know traction there was in terms of you said the standard times running a story the province journal because i didn't know he i didn't know who he was before that happened and even when it happened i didn't yeah i i felt it was more of like a florida story than right originally i thought he was maybe just you know a local florida musician yeah i didn't even know he had you know albums a massive superstar yeah. yeah who had been so that that's another thing that's really interesting is uh, this is not quite to the well. Maybe it is. Celebrities came out and dro- and we've talked about how celebrities use their Twitter platforms, right? So celebrities, specifically in the hip hop world, came out in droves to just like the R.I.P. Young King. Like you were, so- Kanye West tweeted about how influential he was. Which I guess on a lighter note, when I was writing notes to hypothetically write a review of the Kanye album. I, one of the tweets that I didn't save the drafts to was like, whoa, it's great to see Kanye West grew up to be XXX Tentacion, which I really wish I would have tweeted out now, hindsight being 2020. Not really 
the point, though. It's just interesting to see someone like Kendrick Lamar, who's known as like mm-hmm. the pure, like almost the pure voice in hip hop, defending just blatantly ignoring the other things just coming out. And he was one of the people who said he would remove his music from Spotify. FXXX Tentacion's Spotify ban lasted any longer. Which then, sidebar, Spotify then completely shamelessly plugged XXX Tentacion's music in the wake of his death after only weeks before stripping it from their streaming sites as some sort of weird publicity of like morality. We won't get into my feelings about Spotify, but it, it just so it. I thought this moment really represented sort of everything we've talked about on this podcast about social media. You had the celebrity element where it's just it's almost like doing PR because you know it's like a, a big whether or not it's like a good move morally. This is a big Twitter moment, so if you throw your hat in the ring, you're going to get a lot of views that day, especially if you're a celebrity. It's incredibly divisive, though people are unifying over those divisive takes that they have. And then you have this middle ground where a 20-year-old, regardless of past, lost his life. And there's like this middle ground where you can find some semblance of humanity while also talking about the bigger issue. That's just not happening. I think sometimes we get lost in Twitter uh, specifically, I'm looking now, and uh, according to Pew Research Center, how many? What what percentage of American adults use Twitter? Would you guess? Like fifteen, twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. So, and I and, and thinking of myself when I see that number compared to sixty eight in Facebook and seventy three in YouTube, mm. thinking about that number, I thought because. For me, I'm obsessed with Twitter. I'm in it all the time. That's where I get all my news. Sure. That's where I get, you know, that's where I get all of my news. People say, oh, what do you read? And I'm, that's Twitter. I, right. I get that. But I cannot name, I'm, I'm really, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm pausing. I'm really trying to scan through all of my friends and all of my family who are not journalists. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of one that uses Twitter. Yeah, it's definitely a more narrow uh, interface. And when we look at, there's a reason, and I'm going to stick with me. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Donald Trump uses Twitter, not Facebook. He knows that there's a number. It's 24% of Americans. If he right. wants to really you know, use Facebook, that's, that's what would reach more Americans. Right. But news people are on Twitter so his messages go to news people. Yep. I think it's the same thing when something like this happens when we're talking about any event. Twitter has a a specific audience. It's I wouldn't say that Facebook has a specific like Facebook is more anytime you're specialized, you know, 24% yep. and a lot of them are reporters, a lot of them are news seekers. Yep. And then there are just trolls. Just right. flat out 100% Trolls, Trolls who just want yeah. to, and I would even distinguish them from bots, okay. because a bot to me is something like on Facebook where it's promoting an agenda, so to speak. Sure. I think uh, the trolls on Twitter are just there to be a mean and like a divisive. Figure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would say yeah, mean and divisive. Just take a take that is someone dies, oh, let's make fun of them or something. You know, yeah. just to. 
they don't believe that. They don't care about that. But I think South Park actually did an episode of that. The trolls thing is not to necessarily spark you or spark something. It's to get so they take this crazy, crazy super take, and then it's to get the rational person sure. to then take the complete opposite take but then go off the deep end on the other side too right and then that's where you just get there's no conversation it's a bunch of takes spit firing back and forth and we end up nowhere and that's I think that's what you're right. talking about so the thing that interests me about the differentiations between how social media sites like facebook and twitter are used is to me facebook seems like it's truly for your peers to connect you with your peers whereas twitter is supposed to connect you to the people who at least in its current incarnation, it connects you to like the journalist types or the informed mm-hmm. people. With so, so you would think hypothetically that would garner a more rational conversation. Thinking about Twitter through or seeing it through that lens, do you think Twitter has a troll problem with their greater idea about what they would like their site to be? No, I does mean, it matter? No, I don't think it matters, and that's something. No, I, even if someone wants to troll, they can do that. It, it's well within their you know, First Amendment right to do whatever sure. they want. I think it's, it's on us to not pay attention to the troll. Right. We don't have to respond to the troll. We don't have to. I don't understand when some people, uh, you'll see celebrities or you know, even journalists with a, a ton of followers, and they're responding to somebody who has like three followers. Right. Why? Why? Because it could be Brian Colangelo. (laughs) You don't have to take the forbidden fruit. You just, you don't have to give that person. Because that's what they want you to respond. That's their entire goal. They want the person with a million followers to, oh, because you're not, you're not going to, as we've we've talked about, Twitter is not a place for conversation. It's just not. I mean, occasionally it happens, but you're, no. So, if somebody has this hot take that makes zero sense, you trying to explain something to them, you're just going to look like a crazy person. Right. You're because just you're, all you're going energy. down to their level, yeah. which I want to talk about later is the bars that we, that we play on. As soon as you partake in that conversation, right. as, as meaningful and well, you know, intention that you were, that's saying, hey, you know what? I just, and I'm actually okay with one response. Okay. You get if you really feel the need to, hey, I'm going to and more for yourself to get your opinion out there. Right. To clarify something that, oh hey, you know what, that may have been a good point. I'm going to clarify something sure. that I said. But to try to argue or discuss something with a Twitter troll is just pointless. And then you're just igniting more you're almost waving the flag to say, Hey, I'm, I'm I can open be trolled. For yeah. Like, like open your DMs. Yeah. Hey, here's um, my here mentions I, are uh, open. Just please blame me. Please on partake. Well, and I, I think this leads us right into what you went. So when I sent you this, you found something else most interesting, which is the notion of civility on social media, which I think is a pretty good way to parlay into, into that topic. I think, yeah, I think they go hand in hand because as you were talking about, you have these these two sides, and there's no nuance. Right. There's no uh, nothing whatsoever. And I think in we are now talking. The buzzword is civility now. Sure. And we went from divisiveness to civility. Right. And I think 
the two uh, circumstances that come to my mind that I think are you have Maxine Waters, a uh, right. congresswoman, saying, in paraphrasing, but you know, make Trump supporters' life like a living hell, right. so, so to speak. You right. know that they're not welcome. More Malcolm than Martin, right? Uh, and then you have the Red Hen. The restaurant. The restaurant not refusing to serve to uh, Sarah Sarah. Huckabee Sanders. And people saying, is this okay? Should we have this? And then you have some Democrats like Chuck Schumer saying, it's never okay to yell at someone or ban someone or mistreat someone because of their political ideals. That's un-American. And then the – so I'm going to – To just add to that really quick, which plays – right into the light of the Supreme Court case with the Colorado Baker, which puts right. like both Republicans and Democrat and Democrats like Chuck Schumer in an interesting position. I'm speaking in circles, but I'm going to try to lay this out. So let's say, let's use this in a social media realm. Sure. So Matt, Maxine Waters tweets out, make them, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever they, you know, just make be. them uncomfortable. Like their make them, yeah, get, Maxine so Waters tweets out that's the a lyrics tweet. to a she, Takashi 6ix9ine <laughs> song. She didn't, she said this, but let's just use for our, for the sake of our argument, she tweets this out. Then someone comes up back to the other side and says, you can't do that. That's infringing on freedom of sure. speech. What? You know, this is a free country. You can feel how you want. So that's, sure. that's the, the comment to that. The other side to that is then someone saying, um, or that's not nice. You can't do that. You can't, you know, sure. get in someone's face like that. That's, then you have the other side respond and say, well, look at what Donald Trump did. She, he said that Maxine Waters had no I, low IQ right. and that the red hen should watch out if that's what they want. Right. So now we're on that. That's exactly We've what happens on Twitter. Real it, life yes. happened in Twitter where we're, we're, we're circling. We're going all around. And why are we having a bar that is so low? That's what I'm talking about. When you engage in someone on Twitter who is a troll, you're you're going to their bar. So the person sure. who ends this argument and says, "Well, Donald Trump is doing it. Yes, he's the president of the United States, but his bar is really low." And I think everyone low. would say that, Do regardless you, of. So why are we playing there rather than not respond in the first place? Right. Stay up top and say. No, I'm, I, my, my bar is higher than what you're saying. I'm not going to engage in that. And that does not mean, and this is where, this is where it gets iffy mm-hmm. or complex or nuanced, mind you, because I, I, I know I'm kind of rambling on here, but I want to make this point. That doesn't mean you can't have opinions and sure. can't try to advocate or protest or, or at the very least, just articulate them clearly. Right. I think what comes to my mind, and I, I expressed this to some of my friends, uh, was do you want to be Jackie Robinson or do you want to be the fans in the stands of Jackie Robinson? Sure. Both were articulating points and both were making change right. or trying to make change. How did you do it? You know, he had to be better. Right. We should be better. You know, Martin Luther King changed the country without name calling. He didn't use sophomoric jests to. Right. He he was profound. And Barack Obama inspired people the same way. We're using wisdom, right. not name calling. And I think that's the way we can do things. And that same note. And again, I, Colin Kaepernick is changing a conversation in a very complex way. Not name calling, not using swears, not cussing. Right. Not, 
there are Hardly ways to, speaking. Right. There are ways to articulate points in 140 characters, mind you. Or less. Or and that, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, well, we should just be nice and no, you can sure. make statements. Sure. Let's not make them as five year olds. I th- do you think so so you brought up the idea that using Donald Trump as an example, sure, he's now in the most powerful office in the land, but his bar for civility is so low because that's that's how he ran his campaign. That's how he ran his public public persona and business up until this point. I mean, how, how old is Donald Trump? He's six, 70 something years yeah. old. I mean, this, this man's been doing this for like 50 years at this point. But do you think because of his elevated social status and now political status that people, it, it, it brings me back to a point. I think a lot of this stems from a, a American voter and just population base that has a really low media literacy level, right? So it's difficult for a lot of people to differentiate between somebody who's very well articulated, who's met, like someone that you mentioned is more Jackie Robinson or Colin Kaepernick or than Donald Trump. Do you think it's difficult for people to discern what levels they should then engage? Because it's not like you're just dealing with some troll, you're dealing with the president of the United States. I think we, since we are so available to social media in the world, I think we lose touch with praise or not praise. And by that, I mean this. Donald Trump has... I don't even know how many followers. It's in the millions. But let's, I was even yeah. going to say like 50 million people voted for him. That's even... Sure. Even higher. Sure. A lot of people. ton of people. Right. In the grand scheme of the world, that's not a whole lot. No, it's not. And 7 right. billion, that's Context. not a lot of people. Context. However, 50 million is... That's, that's a lot. Now, I'm going to break that down to, to other things. I speak with city councilors all the time. And right. They, and I say, you know, what what's going on? Like, how come, you know, there is some... Uh, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of promoting and, and, and such sure. on in, in city council meetings. And one of them said, well, a lot of people watch the TV, watch right. it on TV. And I said, there's no way a lot of people watch public access city council meetings, like especially no, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, no, I get calls from people. So say they get, and I can't imagine they get this many, but let's just for the sake of the <laughs> argument, no, say they get a hundred calls. That right. would be, that, I, be I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Saying I saw you on, specifically 100 calls saying I saw you on TV. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. Not you know, hey, fix a pothole. Not hey, I think this is a good idea. Just, Just 100 I, calls sure. saying I saw you on TV. What you said. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of calls. Sure. In that in that perspective. Absolutely. In the city of New Bedford. Right. That's not a lot of calls. Right. There's a hundred thousand people, give or take. You know, ninety, eighty thousand. You're not people. engaging a majority of the people. That's that's a. That's a, not even a, sl- or, yeah, yeah, not a half even, a percentage right. of it. So that's what I'm saying in terms of you could tweet out something and get five likes. Sure. Oh, my God. Five likes? I'm That's big for me. Five likes. That, is that really big? <laughs> no, it's, it's tiny. It's so not even when tiny. I was, when I, and so th- when I was on Twitter in Mississippi, I would ha- there were trolls. Of course there were. And I would say maybe five, six, seven, eight. And sure. you listen. 
because you listen to the phone calls you get. You, listen, you see the likes. You listen to the five or six trolls. And that, inf- that inflates our perspective that, oh, I must be doing something right sure, or something because, wrong. Right. And you're going to continue on that when in reality you're not really affecting all that much. Right. And these are strangers where I think in the day you were only associated with people who knew you. Right. So there was some, oh, man, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of my mom or my dad. I don't want to let them down. I don't want to right. let Montana down, my friend. Or Now you have these faceless other things promoting you or demoting you, right. and you either feel terrible about yourself when reality it's such a small percentage, or you feel, oh, wow, I'm doing such a great job. I should continue doing that even though it's such a small thing. Yep. And we really re- lose track of almost ourself and what we think because we're listening to outside voices that are so tiny and that's what social media can do i I think one of the things i I thought of when um you were you were articulating that point was the idea of connectedness right right with social media you feel so connected to these different scenes these different people these because you can if you want to with your social media, you can curate a following that is active with you by engaging in conversations and common threads, by engaging with certain popular ideas, with trending topics, with all of these things. It's not difficult to get people to respond to you if that's how you want to engage Twitter. I think the troubling thing for me is to watch that type of not even so much behavior, but to watch those types of ideals when in terms of the negative aspect of that connectedness on Twitter sort of bleed in to how people engage in their everyday life, whether that be lacking conversational nuance, whether whether it be going through your life without caring one single moment about the context of something. I think that's where it becomes the most troubling is when we see these aspects of Twitter or Facebook or whatever bleed into how people are actually living their lives. But then again, are they like, are they actually doing that? Or is this just, it is how people are operating without context, a byproduct of Twitter or is what Twitter has become a byproduct byproduct of a population that never really cared that much in the first place well and i think too so there's a number of things when you look at instagram sure another another place that is just chock full of the beauties of life well and it's a sliver of someone's life sure and it usually no one's posting when they're crying there's interesting stories about that as well yeah Yeah. wow this person's living the best life of all time well yeah if you post five times a year and you're every yeah. time you're on vacation well, it, was, it was like that european company used like a marketing campaign to illustrate like signs of alcoholism that no one can like try it was like this they paid this instagram model to like operate an instagram for a certain amount of time and in every photo there was like a drink in her hand and there was yeah people have done a lot of like reporting and different things on this. again it's just another sliver though of the bigger story or someone's bigger perspective. And when you look at that, a tweet is so, and I don't understand this either, but a tweet right. is so reactionary. Like, you see something, oh, I have to go to Twitter and post my thoughts immediately, which is fine. You should definitely share what you think, but is there any sense of pause? How do I feel about this? Let me gather more information. Sure. Let me see what it is. And that's what can happen in a conversation is there's some exchanging of ideas and then at the end you can say huh that is interesting let me think about that and we're on twitter you're so much 
I, I can't remember anyone on Twitter being, I, I was wrong. I would actually like to advance right, search yeah. saying the quote, I, I was, was wrong, wrong, and see if that has ever happened or, in Twitter good history. Good point. Maybe I should reconsider. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't I, – I, I don't know if it's the place for it. I, I think Twitter – Oh, it certainly is not. I, I just I, – I think the way it's – that's the other thing too is I, I think people I I'm really interested I think there's like a some uh, not a well maybe a historian but some like sort of social media savant type could articulate this point better of like doing the research to see how the populations that frequent a website more shape what it becomes than like the original incarnation of it. like something like reddit you know like reddit can get real real dark i don't even i i think i've been on reddit like twice yeah. but i doubt very seriously that was the creator's intention is to have these very strange like subreddits or whatever of like very dark material i'm just looking quickly uh right now because i searched i was wrong What's it have like like ten tweets from? Well, the there are there there are a bunch, but it was just, you know, oh, I thought Germany was going to win. I was wrong. You know that oh, sure. So it's like not really. Then like, again, just the, posting like this is how smart I thought. Like again, so right. much like look at how smart I am rather than, but again, it's it's there's not many replies, conversations going back and forth saying, oh, I was wrong. Right. It's just kind of more funny or jokes or something like that, which is really what Twitter was intended to be was a chance to conversate well, with people you remember the original like couple of years of twitter this was not really this is like a new twitter like you if you listen to the right people talk about twitter they'll speak of like peak twitter and it's definitely not 2018 it's like 2011 so like twitter's turned into like a garbage bin of like hot takes and trolls for like the last almost a a decade at this point, almost ten years. That's what that's what Twitter is, especially sports Twitter, right? Is, but I mean, sports, you have the thing about sports Twitter though is it's so much less. Like the stakes are so much lower. Like the, right, but there's still. I mean, look at Michael Jordan's crying meme, wait, right? Which LeBron has now surpassed him and now it's the lebron oh, the meme. point yeah, yeah yeah it's it's just you when you in lebron's okay fine it kind of more funny michael jordan's was like he was crying because he was inducted into the hall of fame and yeah. we made it into like into a me yeah that's I mean, people what, don't care no that, that yeah, that's the thing yeah and you have that thing and one whoever created that meme sure great and it, and it works and it's wonderful but then people think oh i can be that funny too Sure, and then it's just you're not that funny. No, I think I think that's the the point we should go out on is you're really not that funny. Stick just to sports. Stick to sports. Stop. Stick to news. Just that stick type to- of stuff makes it just. That's what Twitter is. Is you know, stick to what you know. That's right. that's what many trolls will say. Well, stick to what it you know like stick to this. You don't know what you're talking about. There's 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 not a lot of conversations because most of it is stick to what you do which right makes zero which like what do trolls do that they should be sticking to but that's neither here nor there uh, mike we have once again spent the major like what are we now at like 35 minutes of us just racking our brain to try to comprehend what the hell is going on in the twitter world it was a social media podcast i didn't know that it was going to be one but yeah it is 
This is this is the life we've chosen. We are going to torture ourselves over your guys' stupid Twitter takes until the day we die. I'm just kind of looking <laughs> at numbers. Forty five percent of forty five percent of Twitter users are eighteen to twenty four. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's a big chunk. It is a big chunk, which is probably where. Uh, but it's still way lower. That demographic, way lower than anything else. Seventy one percent Instagram. Seventy eight. Snapchat, 80%, Facebook, 94%, YouTube. That's interesting. YouTube, oh, let's not even get into YouTube. That's the thing. I feel like the deeper you go into the social media conversation, you just go down this rabbit hole of like, well, at least it's not as bad as insert social media website here. I don't understand YouTube. I don't it's view it as a social media, but yeah, it is obviously. Yeah. But I just don't. I view it as like... uh it's just a content yeah yeah yeah. like a content i don't know i yeah i i think to sort to sort of wrap it's just interesting to in cases like xxx tentacion or red hen or the immigration issues that are plaguing our country right now it's interesting to see how the non-political non-journalistic non like traditional thinker world interacts with those issues based off of or based mainly around social media like to see how that shapes people's views and just to see the fact that there literally is seemingly no middle ground that americans or really the world at large would like to occupy in absolutely anything I think that's the the most interesting thing to me. You have anything else you'd like to add, Mike? Have we made ourselves angry enough for the rest of our day? I would just say have us back. Yeah. All right. This has been The Bubble. He is Mike Bonner. I am Montana Samuels. And we hope you'll have us back to listen to our social media hot takes. Got it right. <laughs>